back to the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike. Got my lineman Matt with me, and today we're going to go over these uh, over the the uh, entry draft that just finished uh, this past weekend, uh, and it was absolutely incredible. Uh, I'm still kind of like shocked over, you know, Alex DeBrinket being traded, and um, I was a lot of people were expecting it. I was kind of like 50-50. If we were going to let him go, I wanted them to get a haul back, and we didn't. We got a number seven draft pick in this year's draft. This year's draft wasn't impressive. You know, this wasn't the draft where you wanted to have a stack of picks for this draft. Next year's draft is the one where you wanted that. And I, I don't see... You know, I don't, I don't see what Davidson was trying to do. Um, we we drafted, what's his name, Korchinski? Yeah, Kevin Korchinski. Kevin, Ko- Kevin Korchinski. Um, he's sort of like a Duncan Keith type of uh, t- type of defenseman. I think he's he's coming in at 6'2", 185 pounds. So he's a, he's a bigger kid. And we also drafted uh, Frank Kazar. And he's at 5'10", 175. These guys aren't done growing, but, you know, these are our, our, our top two picks. And who was the last guy that we got, man? I forgot his name. Oh, man, I just had it. I just uh, had it, too. Sam Renzel? Yeah, he's yeah. another defenseman. Um, and he's more of a... He, I think he skates really well, too. That's one of his That's one of his uh, skills. And that he... Um, he well, he doesn't have a problem mixing it up. So um, he's about 6'3". I think he's at 175, so he's a skinnier guy. Needs to get a, a couple more pounds on him. But, hey, we need draft picks. So I'm going to, I'm just going to say, these guys haven't really had a chance to show what they got yet. We're, we're not going to see these guys in the big, in in the uh, in the NHL for at least another three to four years. So, um, hey, you know, it is what it is. Uh, we didn't get a prospect that is ready to play now. Uh, we didn't even get a prospect that is somewhat close to ready. Matt, how do you feel about the haul that we got back? I, I you got more for Brandon Hagel. I mean, yes. we got two NHL caliber players. I mean, they're not studs or anything, but I mean, they could play. Radish and I think it was that Boris Kachuk, Kachuk dude or whatever. Yeah, he's not bad. They're Kachuk, not bad Kachuk. players. Yeah, and we got two first round picks with Hagel. Right, and I just feel like this was just a pointless trade. He just traded to trade, and he wants to, you know, leave his print on this team, and he wants nothing to do with Bowman. Um, I just don't see trading for an 18-year-old defenseman with zero NHL experience. I know he's just been drafted, but we're trading away a 24-year-old 40-goal scorer. I think a two-time 40-goal yeah, scorer. Yeah, two-time. And yes, he plays with Patrick Kane. But you know what? Jabrinkat still has to shoot the puck, and the puck's going in. So I, I'm very unhappy with it. I thought that keeping Jabrinkat would have been the right thing to do, locking him up. And I just always go back to the, the Red Wings. Like, they were patient with Dylan Larkin. Dylan Larkin is one year older than Jabrinkat. Jabrinkat is I think he's only got maybe 70 less points than him in one two full seasons or whatever, but right. still, I think they should have kept him and built around him, and when the team is, like, you know, developing and right there ready to compete in the playoffs, Dabrinkit's going to be your captain, Yeah, and he's still going to be in his prime. 
he's going to be still less than 30 years old. I just think it was a mistake, and I think sometimes the best moves are the ones you don't make, and I think Davidson was just out to make a name for himself this draft, and Kirby Dockman, I'm fine with getting rid of. That's fine. It's not working out here. I, the the Bowman ruined him. Okay, give him another give him another chance somewhere else. Hopefully, he could find his game there. But uh, yeah, I, I I'm not I'm not really happy with the Debrinkat trade. You know, considering Kirby Docs, you know, only 21. You know, it's it's kind of hard to, you know, it's a kind of lump him in like as a bust. You know, because considering the you know, what, what, what Bowman really threw him into is, would you really consider the kid, you know, a bust? No, he's not a bust. He, he What he needed was a change of scenery, and he's going to get it. Now he's going to play for Marty St. Louis, right. who knows how to bring out the best in players, obviously, because Cole Caulfield is, he was terrible at the beginning of the season, and once yeah. Marty came back, he was one of the best goal scorers in the league. So, hey, maybe they're hoping Marty can pull some magic with Kirby Doc, but uh, I, I, he's no, no, he's not a bust. He's, he's lucky to get a second chance. He's still young. He's going to be cheap probably for a year or two. It's a good move for Montreal. I think it's a good move and it was a good move for us. We got some more picks out of it. And I just, I, I wish we would have gotten more, like you said, for uh Debrinkat. Do you think that Davidson has already been talking to Kirby Doc's agent and maybe his agent is giving an idea of what he thinks that Kirby Doc is looking for in a contract, and Davidson was like, no, and, and, and decided to move on from him? Uh, he could have. I, I think at the end of the year meetings, Davidson knew, like, hey, I'm not going to have you. I'm, you know, he, Obviously, we got some reports today that he's not tendering an off qualifying offer for Dominic Kubalik now. And right. last, last week it was Dylan Strom not getting a, an offer, so... Obviously, no one was going to give us anything for these guys. He's He's yeah. got no choice. Just go yeah. ahead and walk. But obviously, there was value with Doc. He's still young, a, t- a third-round pick overall. And, you know, it, it got us some good stuff. But, uh, yeah, it could have been the maybe he wanted some cash. But, yeah, the Hawks absolutely ruined that poor kid. And <laughs> you watch. He's going to come back and hunt. You know, he's going to put up some... Like a twenty-five goal season one year, maybe like <laughs> twenty-five 50, goals, fifty assists or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it it happens, man. I mean, we've been majority of our lives we've been going through Hawks rebuilds. I yeah. think the early '90s were great, and I mean, I was too young to remember. I mean, the the '91 season, I was you know I was probably watching the game, but I had a hockey stick in my hand and I was playing, not paying attention, but. After that, it was, what, 2003 or something with Jocelyn Tebow and Tony Amani kind of on the back nine, and that was the last good year. So it's been a lot of rebuilding going on. We're used to it. We're just hoping this one can uh, go a little bit faster because now, you know, Davidson pretty much, I, I, I truly believe that he put us back another two years with Debrinkat going because you are not going to find a 40 goal scorer like that. They don't, they're not easy to find. Goal scorers are hard to find. Who so, hit the market. And the happiest guy in the world right now has got to be Brady Kachuk. And there's rumors of the Senators going in all in for Claude Giroux. Can you imagine that line? Claude really? Giroux, great playmaker. Brady Kachuk, like a two way mean 
gritty guy, but he could score. And then you got a sniper in Debrinkat. Man, that that's gonna be a great freaking line. So wow. I am gonna I am gonna follow the Sens this year because I am a cat fan. I he's just he's got a smile on his face all the time. He looks like he's having a great time. He's he loves yeah. the game. So I, I'm gonna cheer for him, man. I I like the cat. I'm I'm gonna miss the cat, man. It's just it's, it's really upsetting. Yeah, it is. It is. He was a fan favorite. A lot of I, I liked his attitude. You know, just like you said, he's you got know, a smile on his face. Every he's happy. You know, it's like all the time. You know, he just seemed like a like a happy guy. He was happy to be there. Uh, and to be honest with you, those are the kinds of things that you need out of a out of a leader. And um, you know, I don't know if they're if like what Davidson's thinking is that, you know, they're moving on from like this and Seth Jones is going to be the future here type of a thing. But um, would, 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 would you go with that, Matt? Would you be like, you know what? Seth Jones is going to be our guy here. We're going to move on from the old guard. Uh, and they kind of lumped to bring it in there just because, you know, he's got some history with Kane. Do you think that that's what they're thinking here? I I have no idea. I think, Seth Jones has got to be one confused human right now. Yeah. They tried to, Bowman tried to pull like a last stand last year. And, you know, he tried. I give him credit for that. He brought in some, you know, Mark andre Fleury made a big trade to get uh, Seth Jones. And it, it, it Seth was great. It I think good Seth, on paper. Seth Jones is a good player, man. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of him still. People, you can hate on the contract all you want, but when you're a very shitty team, the cap, it's not going to hurt you. Right. The cap only hurts you when you're a competitive Stanley Cup contender. Right. And the Colorado Avalanche are going to learn. They're probably going to lose a couple guys. They might lose their goalie. Kadri could walk. It, it, it's just that's what happens when you're there. It, we've It's happened to us. It's amazing. Yeah. We got to three see three cups. Yeah. So that what I don't get is you could sign Cat. You could have signed him for eight years at $10 million. It wouldn't have hurt anything. And it just because Seth uh, Seth was making what nine point five this year? Yeah, next this coming season he's going to make nine point five. This it, past it year he matter. made five. Yeah, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't hurt us at all because we have cap space. We're going to have a lot of kids coming up. Or it's it's going to be it's going to be a mess. Actually, it's going to be very sloppy, a lot of mistakes. But that's what happens when you throw kids into the fire and you want them to. I sometimes I think this is bad because I I want these picks. To develop right like if you're gonna th- throw lucas reichel in there next year and expect him to be like a god it's not gonna happen no, and you're gonna not. ruin the kid and then you're gonna trade him somewhere else for somebody like like a knee yoki haru type of trade oh. and it's not gonna put you anywhere so i hope that they're still patient with these guys they have to, like that nolan allen kid that we drafted he's supposed to be a pretty solid defenseman see i i just they need they need to stick to something and not not that's why you need an NHL player in return for Debrinkat. Right now, you're you're going to be forced to bring up a kid that we don't have. And I mean, who's who's our best prospect? It's got to be Reichel, right? Lucas Reichel. Yeah. Uh, you, you mean you mean on offense? Yeah, on offense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who's going to replace Debrinkat? Like on the wing now? It's going to be, and you're going to get rid of Kubalik. You're going to get rid of Strom. What What are your plans here? To tank for I, Connor Bedard. Yeah, I think that that could be what he's trying to do. Yeah, but you, even if you tanked and you won five games this year, it's still up to a Powerball type of thing, like a lottery. Mm-hmm. It, there's no guarantee, like the old old ways. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not like okay, let's call Lincoln in back, and let's sign Subban, and we're gonna just tank it this year. They're gonna give up six goals a game, 
It wouldn't matter. You could you could be terrible, and New Jersey or Phoenix can get it because they're terrible too. So that's 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 it's a gamble. You still, I just I I know it's too risky. What is it like eighteen percent or twenty yeah, percent? You only eighteen percent. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not that great. <laughs> it should be like the last place team, like the Edmonton Oilers, were all those years getting all those picks. Oh, fuck I yeah. mean, and they still they still botched. And it. they both, yeah. I was just gonna say they still so, sucked. That that's what I know. This kid is supposed to be like the next. Not, I'm not saying Connor McDavid, but the Connor McDavid like player. You you can draft him, and he might make the jump to the NHL. Right. But this last draft, like you said, they the, the freaking guys that were ranking these these prospects, it was all out of whack, man. Yeah. Like it wasn't even close. They're like, wow, this guy went 11. I had him as number two. That's just yeah. it's the COVID years. I mean, you got yeah. no games to judge these guys by. And I was talking to my father-in-law today. He's um, he was a former scout for the uh, Sudbury Wolves in the um, I think it, I think it's the OHL. Yeah, I believe they're in the OHL. And he he doesn't get the college um, how you draft a college player because these guys only play like eighteen games a season, right? And they play like on the weekends and stuff. And and you know what? You know what I just mean? To further it's a your big point. jump. Just to further your point, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, it's fine. 100 percent because how many hobie baker player hobie baker winners become successful nhl players I, not many i think the last one was probably eichel and you know what eichel really hasn't done much maybe he's had a couple good seasons yeah but he's already been traded he's got a bad neck injury already i mean the injuries aren't his fault but it's just like you're you're gonna draft these uh college guys they play 18 games a season and they play on the weekends. They don't play like these junior guys do. These junior guys are almost like an NHL like right. schedule. They're yeah. playing every other day. They're traveling all over. These guys are taking road trips every weekend. <laughs> We're playing two games at the uh, playing the same team twice. So it's risky, man. You got to be really careful when you when you're drafting. Like, and he made a good point. And I was, you know, I was like, wow, that's I never really thought of that. And it's just. Uh, these, I think these junior players are probably. I, I think Bedard is he in the is he in the WHL right now? I'd have to check. So I, he's supposed to be like that guy who can make that jump, which would be great. The Hawks are gonna need a guy you can rally around, like Kane when we drafted Kane and even yeah. Taves. Kane made that jump. I know Taves stayed back a year, but uh, that would. V- absolutely amp the fan base like oh this guy we got him we got him but i still like going back to the main point 18 percent. that's not a really good odd it's not good odds to to get that first round pick so you watch phoenix jersey philadelphia i could see being bad this year maybe seattle again they're they can get it too <laughs> it's just gonna put you back it's, it's just a matter of luck that's all it is yeah you know what, dude? I I I see. I I, I truly do. I, I do see where you're at, and I think we're just trying to make sense of what's going on. You know, I think a lot of a lot of people are trying to figure out what's going on with the Blackhawks, and for some reason, you've got Rangers fans. You know, because there, of course, there's there's a a rumor that the Rangers need to go all in to try to get Patrick Kane, and a lot of Rangers fans are saying that you know they don't want him, so. What I say to that is, 
apparently you don't want to take the next step because Kaner's a game breaker. As a matter of fact, he won the game-winning goal in 2010 to seal the, the the Blackhawks' first Stanley Cup in like 60 years. So, And he was absolutely pivotal in every single cup run that they had. And he's still a 90-point player, a little over a point-per-game player, and they don't want a guy like this. As a matter of fact, yeah, sure, they've got the bread man, but you know what? The bread man was a hell of a lot better when he played with Patrick Kane. What do you think about that, Matt? Yeah, I've, I've been seeing that trend on Twitter, too. Um, we don't want Patrick Kane. Keep Showtime out of New York, and fine, don't win the Stanley Cup because this <laughs> is, the like you said, he's the game-breaker that can get you over the hump, which you guys cannot get over that hump. Uh, yes, you have a great goalie. You got Chris Kreider who put in 50-plus this year. Impressive. The Breadman, we we know the Breadman well. We're still pissed off about that. But there's chemistry with the Breadman and Kane. These guys were making no-look passes to each other every night, making it look easy. This Breadman helped Kane get the heart. Yeah. And I I always credit Kane giving Breadman all that money. Right. I mean, he he helped him get that deal. Yeah, I know Breadman's good, but he wasn't as good as he was on Columbus as he was with the Hawks. So I, I, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't. They don't really give you a reason. They just say we don't want him, maybe because of his past or something. Which okay, I mean, there's no angels. <laughs> I mean, what, it, he's, are, he's are you a hockey about player. The, uh, the, the taxi cab thing. I, I honestly <laughs> don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make stuff up or anything. Sure. But I, maybe that's what some people they don't want any anything to do with that or whatever. Okay, but still, he he's been very professional since all this crap has happened to him. He's he's been very um very. He's talked to the media and said, "Hey, I'm innocent. I didn't do any of this stuff." And you know what? He hasn't lied about anything, and he, I, he's been cleared. So I don't know how you could be hold a grudge on this guy. He's a three-time Cup champion. He's been an MVP one season. He's he's virtually had no center his whole the last decade here. He's got new line mates every year. He's lost the bread man. He's lost the Brinkett now. And, and he's you still putting up a point per exactly. game. Exactly. Somebody on this team next year will be the next guy that's gonna <laughs> benefit off Kane. He's so, gonna be uh, like yeah. I mentioned in on our on our uh, Twitter space the other day. He's gonna be uh, he's gonna turn Sam Lafferty and uh, Reese Johnson into uh, into all stars. He could. He can even he, maybe Reichel makes the team, and he makes Reichel the next beast. But. I just don't understand that. And now, and they're so arrogant, these fans, they're like, oh, yeah, we're right there. You know what? You guys weren't even close against Tampa. I'm yeah. sorry. Tampa had a lousy game. They were watching. They they swept the team before them. They were watching, and New York had the, the momentum because they were playing. They were in the rhythm. You guys weren't even close. And you're, you're going to now, if you, if you had Kaner and you signed maybe some other pieces, like another center or something, what are you whining about? He has one year left in his deal, and I'm sure Davidson is so stupid he'll pay for more than half of the the cap. It's not going to hurt you. Yeah. I just don't don't see why you don't have to. Maybe you don't have to get him at like right away. Maybe you can get him at the trade deadline for the last what twenty games of the season, and then you got him in the playoffs. I would be I would be thrilled to have Kaner. Do you I, think I the Rangers have this have another season like they did last year? Well, if you keep burning your goalie out, uh, you're going to do the same thing you did with Lundqvist. He, he's a great goalie, but if you're, you're going to overwork him and depend on him every game, it's it's not going to always go the best. 
I, I think they need to they need to score more goals. Panera needs to perform in the playoffs and maybe add some defensive pieces. I mean, they got some good players. Adam Fox, you know, Panera and and but still they're not those guys aren't Patrick Kane. They're not even close to Patrick Kane. I would I, I mean if I'm Chris Drury right now. I'm saying, okay, the Hawks are cleaning house right now. Davidson is very trigger-happy with trades right now. Throw over, like, uh, I'm not saying it could happen, but, like, a Capo Caco type guy. He was that second overall pick behind Hughes and right before Kirby Doc. Give him a chance, you know? Give him a new chance. He's, he's, it, they're, they, they trash that poor kid. Like, <laughs> oh, he sucks. He sucks. And he was a healthy scratch in the last playoff game. Yeah. So... Maybe send him this way with Kane and maybe a pick, another prospect or whatever. And you guys got a three-time Cup MVP playoff clutch performer. And his nickname is Showtime. New York is one of the biggest stages in the world. They would be crazy not to want him. So I would actually root for the Islanders to actually steal Patrick Kane just so he could just like embarrass these Ranger fans and just humiliate the (laughs) Rangers. Because... I, I just don't get it. I think every, any other team and any other fan base would kill to have a Patrick Kane if he was available for a year and a half salary, probably at $5 million. It ain't going to hurt anything. So they should rethink what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll, be, I'll tell you this right now. Chris Kreider doesn't score 50 goals next year. And if Chris Kreider's not scoring 50 goals, they're not winning as many games. But. Yeah, it's impressive. Fifty goals, uh, but like I said, he's a thirty-goal scorer. He just had one. He just really peaked this year. I I liked him, and the Rangers fans are real tough on him. Yeah, they are. And you know what? He he shut him up this year, and he probably sold more jerseys in New York than any any other guy. Just because I mean, fifty goals is a big deal. But like I said before, you got a goalie that is pretty elite. Like he's close to Vasilevsky. But if you burn him out, you're just creating another Lundquist. And you got to help him. You need to give him support and balance the team out. You can't rely on him too much. That's why a Kaner, you bring him in and maybe you sign him for three years. You got you got three solid years of winning the cup with that guy. Instantly. Right. Yeah, man. Um, there's been a lot of... Um... I, I'm just flabbergasted that New York wouldn't want a player like Patrick Kane. He could totally, t- especially with their with with the goaltending that they had last year, he could have been a huge difference maker for him. They don't give you any reasons either. They just say keep Showtime out of right. New York. They're not, and then you say, okay, why? Oh, we need a center. And then you and I, I think I, I don't know who I was talking to, but I said, okay, what about Claude Giroux? He's too expensive. He he's almost thirty seven years old. How you you're not going to get a better center than Claude Giroux this year? Yeah, I'm, and, I'm surprised he doesn't want to stay in Florida. Uh, I don't. It could. He could. Uh, I, I've been hearing Ottawa's going all in. They want a center in between Brady and uh, uh, Brinkhead, I heard, and they want to. That team wants to make the next step, trying to get into the playoffs. I know they've been building for a while. They got some good young prospects, but. I, I mean, I could see Florida. I, I think he enjoyed his time there. And now that they got, uh, I think they signed Paul Maurice to be their head coach. He, I heard he's a player's coach. The guys like him, and may, maybe that'll keep uh, Claude down there. Yeah. Well, cool, man. That's really, I mean, those are really the, like the top things that I, 
I really wanted to get into was to bring Kit, Kirby Doc, Patrick Kane. Yeah. You know, just these rumors. And uh, now that the now that the draft is over with, are you hearing any free agency rumors? Well, we did have some signings in the last couple of days. Uh, Adrian Kempe from the Kings, who's a pretty solid player. He signed a four-year deal. He had a career year this year. Uh, Philip Forsberg agreed to an eight-year deal with the uh, Predators. I think okay. he's around $8 million a year, which is a pretty fair deal. Yeah. He's a good player. I don't, you know, we're never going to compliment the Preds, but he's, he's a good player. <laughs> he is. And actually, Gorgiev was traded to the Avalanche. Is, and he instantly signed a three-year deal. And that just means goodbye, Darcy Kemper. That's crazy, man. It is very crazy. And they don't uh, like Tony their there. I Dude, you know what? I, I, you know what? They got enough to win. It's like almost like Niemi. <laughs> we win with Niemi. It's like, yeah, we don't care. See you later. Yeah. But, you know, I thought Kemp, or I'm sorry. Yeah, Darcy Kemper was... He was pretty good. You know, he wasn't, you know, out like a, a Vasilevsky, you know, stealing games or anything. But, he, he, you know, he did his job. He got hurt. I know he, he, had, he had a very dangerous eye injury. And he came back. He won the Stanley Cup. And I know that he's probably going to test free agency. And Jack Campbell, I guess, is going to test free agency from Toronto. Wow. Which is very surprising because I thought he was a very good goalie this year. I had him on fantasy. He... Put up some great numbers for me, got me some wins, and they were just—they're uh, really—they're really tough on the goalies up there. And um, we, you know, we always say it with Freddie Anderson, that guy needed a change of scenery. He had a good season with the the Hurricanes. Maybe uh, Jack Campbell's going to want to get paid and try somewhere else. But I, I'm I'm really surprised by Toronto with that because he's got to—you know—he's got to be at a cheaper rate. You know, he's not like a big name goalie, but he he was. I thought it was pretty damn good this year, but I guess we'll see when. Uh, I think when is free agency? Is that this week? I it's usually a week after the after the draft. Yeah, usually it's July first. I know it's all kind of out of whack and everything, but uh, yeah. And then uh, we've got reports of the Oilers finally admitting July thirteenth. July thirteenth. So that is three days. Three days. Okay. At noon. So. The Oilers are making a search for a top goalie their top priority, according to Kenny Howland. And like we just talked about, Jack Campbell. Darcy Kemper and Jack Campbell. And I think Darcy Kemper is going to probably look a little better because he won the Cup. But I think if I'm Kenny Howland, I'm going after Jack Campbell. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You know, he had a great squad last year, though, too, and he couldn't win it. And Darcy Kemper, actually, if you really want to, you know, compare apples to apples, Darcy Kemper played Tampa and beat them. Yeah, and, he beat the champs. And, and yeah. Jack Jack Campbell couldn't do that, even though Jack Campbell looks more talented and he looks like a better goalie. You know what? Let's look at the stats. Dar- Darcy Kemper is 32, and Jack Campbell, I believe, is 30. So... I'm obviously going to go younger because yeah. it just makes more sense. Maybe you get, you sign him for like a four year, $6 million, like $24 million contract. And you get, you keep McDavid happy because this guy, he can win. He had 31 wins this year. And yes, the teams are totally different. But if McDavid has a goalie that can, you know, steal some games and stop a, a shot from the blue line, he, he's going <laughs> to, he'll, he'll be fine. 
Mike Smith is not the guy. Kostitskin is not the guy. So I, I think I'm, I'd go with a Jack Campbell. Uh, Darcy Kemper, nothing against him. He had a good season, but I think Darcy's going to want to get paid because he, he really never got that big payday. He's kind of <laughs> rotting away in the desert, and he got traded to the the avalanche and it was like a blessing you know right he, he just had to get dressed some games and just stop <laughs> 10 shots but i think jack can go through the grind you know he they relied on him a lot you know their defense isn't that great their offense is really good it's it's, it's kind of similar but i think the the maple leafs do have a better defense right now than the edmonton oilers but hey they had jack campbell to back him up too that's something that mcdavid has never had a starting goalie. So right. I'd be, I'd be, I would probably predict one of those guys will end up on the Oilers. Hmm. Well, it's going to be interesting. Free agency is the 13th. Maybe we'll on the 13th that night, we'll do a, uh, we'll do a, a Twitter space. Yeah, let's do it. And if uh, you know, you guys want to jump on, we'll do it at, you know, how about we do it at like uh, seven or 8 PM. Yeah, we'll talk about all the the top free agents and where they ended up and who's still available, stuff like that. Maybe some trades. All That'd right, let's. Cool. We'll do it seven thirty central on Wednesday, July thirteenth. If you guys want to jump on and listen, um, we'll go over the first day of free agency. That's typically one of the biggest days. I'd probably say the first seventy two hours is is pretty big for free agency. After that, it kind of trails off. You got any predictions? No. I know Johnny Hockey is the Johnny Hockey, and I'd say Malkin. Are the top dogs right now? That I don't are, know how Malkin could be a top dog, man. I don't either, but he's got you know the biggest name that's sure. not signed, and it's kind of weird. Johnny Hockey, if he leaves Calgary, that would be so weird. I think Very he sticks weird. around. He should. That team's close. They're really close. The thing Unless is, now, Colorado's like, hey, do you want to come over here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they know? pay him. Well, Chris Letang signed that six-year deal, you know, with with the Penguins. So it's like it makes you wonder about Melkin. Like he's been hey, solid for him, man, and he plays. Yeah, he plays twenty-seven minutes a game. He had a career year. I I, I think the Penguins made the right decision. The Penguins always Absolutely. make the right decisions. That's why they're such a good franchise still. Right. And you know I got tons of respect for that franchise. I, I think it's a good idea to let Malkin walk. I mean the guy only plays fifty games a year, and he wants ten million. Yeah, I know they're all close, and you know he won three cups with them and everything. But yeah, I, what did he play? 41 games last year. Yes, he got 42 points, but I mean that does you no good if right. you're you're hurt. He's almost at a thousand games, and it's you know what the guy's a stud. He's a great hockey player, but he just can't stay healthy. He's 35, and like you said, every year it's something. It's not going to get any better. Me. No, it's he's <laughs> he's fighting it. You know, yeah. he 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 needs to be shut down for a year, I think. Yeah, and so that might be it for him then. Yeah, and he can, you know, he's just gonna get slower and lose a spot to a young guy. But I mean, I, I he's competing. I, I just can't see him in any other jersey but a Penguins jersey. Maybe he'll take a super huge discount, but I, I just I can't see him anywhere else. Honestly, I don't know who would take him. Not for ten million. Maybe Kyle Davidson will trade a second round oh pick for his rights, gosh. the way he trades. But <laughs> that'd be so weird. Melkin as a Blackhawk for a year. <laughs> 
just to just to keep the fans interested. Yeah, let's go watch Melkin play twenty games a year. Like when we <laughs> when we first got Havlat, that was a big oh, deal. Oh my and gosh. I was excited and know. you know, he gets hurt eight games in and he's like <laughs> ten points in eight games. I'm like, Oh, can you imagine what he would do if he was healthy and next year same thing, thirty games. Then the next year he plays eighty games, he's got like you know, ninety something points, and oh, I want to get paid. And goodbye. <laughs> so yeah, no kidding. Yeah, memories. Well, all right, everybody, we're gonna do a uh, we're gonna do a Twitter Space Wednesday, seven thirty Central. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. This is the Tomahawk. We're out of here. Ah!